Alrighty, welcome in everyone to the third episode of Atlas Thugged Live. I have found some nice and probably some more contemporary uh, copyright free background music to play alongside this. Just something more of my pace, something more um, I'm more familiar with, something that I would prefer to listen to rather than some of the, just the basic lo-fi, chill, hip-hop kind of stuff. Um, but we have some broad subjects we want to cover today. Um, the first that we have is going to be Charlie Sheen um, making a fool of himself, you know, posting a kind of a, a, a letter to Elon, a begging him to return his blue Twitter checkmark. I mean, blatantly willing to do anything besides pay the $8, $11, whatever it is to get the verification. I did make a separate edited pre-recorded video about that. You can find on my page, YouTube channel at Atlas Thugged, no spaces um, and other news as well. Alongside those of you who are just listening, I will be bringing the podcast to Google Podcasts as well as stitcher i'm waiting for those rss feeds to update i did have the account set up on those as well the um all the other um peripheral social accounts have been getting their links attached getting their accounts proliferated so whether you find me on facebook whether you find me on instagram whether you find me on TikTok, youtube it'll all be connected and hopefully driving you to the same place now Without further ado, let's get into the story. This is an article from the New York Post. Charlie Sheen begs Elon Musk to return his blue Twitter checkmark. The article starts, He wants to be back in the major league. Actor Charlie Sheen publicly begged Elon Musk to return his blue Twitter checkmark on Friday. Sheen, like thousands of others, lost his official verification badge after a site-wide purge of legacy verified accounts who refused to pony up for Twitter Blue, Musk's $8 a month subscription service. Now, they have quoted in there, I'll just take it directly to you here on Twitter, for those of you who are watching. Dear Elon Musk, I'm sorry your fancy rocket exploded in spectacular fashion. I'm certain you'll build an even bigger and more explodey one. Now I'll stop right there. Clearly just from the language right there in the beginning, he is downplaying Elon Musk, what he does, who he is, what he stands for. And so within, what is that? Like 15 words, we already can feel the disdain that one of these, you know, formerly establishment certified celebrities feels towards Elon for converting the system into much more something that is more paramount for free speech as he always likes to put that now continuing on to what charlie sheen said now may i please have my blue check back it would mean a lot to me thank you in advance sincerely c sheen now i'm not sure if this was meant to rile up a a base of his or was meant to virtue signal in some kind of way I think the only way that I can realistically look at this is you are a big crybaby B word and 
you just physically can't handle the fact that you're not being verified just because you are who you are. And I don't think there is such an air of entitlements or arrogance that I have seen in my lifetime. And it's reaching, it's reaching people on the ground. I mean, there are people who I know in my everyday life who are as average as average can get. And they treat others around them and their life, their community, the even their family and friends as if they were someone who was like Charlie Sheen. And if, and, and to see the, the that kind of behavior kind of, you know, fall down the culture ladder as it would. And now it affects, you know, everyday women, everyday men, just everyone seems to experience this, um... The main character syndrome, the, oh, woe is me, like, how, why should I be facing these hardships? And then kind of like viewing only your hardships and in, into a small microchasm of your life, thinking that these bad things only happen to you. But in reality, you're just simply no, so narcissistic and so inward looking that you're, you, you, you lack the capacity to even have another perspective on why certain things happen or why certain negative events even exist if you were someone who is an objective or realist you would just understand that there is good and there is bad all the time throughout history from beginning to end and there is quite literally very little you can do to control a lot of what happens in the world that you yourself didn't specifically set into motion and so with that being said i mean we can just go into it here really quickly there are a few more such as, I mean, Stephen King has been going off. For those of you listening, I'm pulling up on Twitter, Stephen King, which is obviously he's a famous novelist. He's written many, he's written, forgive me. He's written many, many um, great pieces of literature, as some would say. Now you could say that they are very, very graphic or that they are very, very not your tone. But I guess to say that He's not, I guess, been a productive person would be to, I guess I'd be lying. I would not say that. Um, but less about Stephen King, more about what he's saying. Stephen King on Twitter said, I think Mr. Musk should give my blue check to charity. I recommend the Pretola Foundation. I may not be saying that correctly. It is pronounced P-R-Y, Pry, Tula, like Spatula, but just the Tula foundation which provides life-saving services in ukraine it's only eight dollars so perhaps mr musk could uh, add a bit more so let's break this down very simply he the first thing he says is mr musk should give my blue check to charity well the reason he's saying that is because if you were not aware stephen king actually does not pay for his own twitter verification in fact in a a very petty ploy to be above the news, as you would say, Elon Musk pays for Stephen King, LeBron James, and William Shatner's blue check verifications just to put it in their face every time they wish to complain on Elon Musk's owned platform that there will be that blue badge there, no matter how much they want to protest or fake virtue signal otherwise. And it's, it's quite a good laugh, honestly, you know? 
I'm not a 100% I sit here and, you know, root for Elon, like Elon, everything he does, because there are some things where it's kind of questionable. Every person's got these kind of things. I don't know Elon personally. I can only tell you from the things I've seen him do in the public sphere that have been very publicized. Um, but to continue on what Stephen King says, there's a virtue signal beyond the virtue signal, which is the next sentence is, I recommend the Bertula Foundation, which provides life-saving services in Ukraine. So we got the first virtue signal, which is, you should give to charity. Elon, you big fascist, you big capitalist who believes in meritocracy, how dare you? And the second virtue signal is, why not send, why not this billionaire be sending money to Ukraine? And again, following all of these very stereotypical establishment talking points, these celebrities, I mean, if you have not made the connection now, these celebrities who espouse these talking points are blatant puppets and mouths of the federal bureaucracy, the deep state, whatever you want to call it. It is time we start waking people up. That is what I'm here to do. It is bang, bang, bang on this tweet alone. Matter of fact, this is almost as if like they generated in ChatGPT the most woke establishment way to respond to Elon. And this is what it produced. And beyond just and beyond just Stephen King, like I said earlier, you know, LeBron James, which I don't think he said anything about that publicly. And then William Shatner. You also have much more vocal people who are like um, Alyssa Milano, who's even gone so far as to she's putting her I'm anti blue check from Elon Musk in her Twitter bio. And I even included that little snippet in the video I pre-recorded earlier. I mean, the lengths you have to go to 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 prove that you will virtue signal against people being able to pay for their own verification. And then. I don't have this on screen, and for those of you who are listening, I'll do my best to describe this. If you are not familiar, there is a pair of brothers called the Krasenstein brothers who are quite literally some of the most professional grifters I've ever laid eyes on. They primarily operate through Twitter, I do believe. They commonly, commonly make points as there should be a check mark for these people who are legacy certified that even if it's not on every tweet, if it's not on every reply, at least when you click on their profile, there should be something there. And it, and it, it just, it, it reeks of just, of, of filth. It reeks of non, or dishonesty, I should put it. And Elon's responded, I believe Elon even, even subscribes to these guys to just be in there so he can give his opinion and tell them like, hey, no, it's gonna be like this. We allowed everyone the ability to elevate themselves if they're willing to pay for the subscription service itself. He's doing great things. I mean, to add on to the fact that what they're doing with video content has made me question even myself if YouTube is still the go-to with how much content's escaping to rumble and then combine that with if Twitter is really going to be the paramount free speech platform and allows creators to be monetized, it allows for subscriptions, it allows for tips, even donations, and then you allow the monetization of video content with the user interface of Twitter. Honestly, it sounds like a brilliant play. I would imagine that's about to be what we see getting rolled out, seeing how we're, you know, a couple days post Tesla's um, or SpaceX's, I should forgive me, um, unfortunate um, explosion. 
But I guess I'll wrap this point here. We'll move on to the second point, which was more related to the Bud Light boycott. Now, this tweet from Benny Johnson, I've said it 400 times. I will say it again. If you do not follow Benny Johnson, you should do well within your power to follow him on some kind of website. I think Twitter's the best, obviously, but I am biased. And that is my opinion for someone who sticks in the news for a lot of what they do. Benny Johnson is a very, very, very um, accurate, I guess, and on-point conservative. He is a conservative pundit. I will say there are some things where I still disagree when it comes to how far some some decisions should go, how far should people tighten themselves down as a conservative, but alas, I will take good work if I can get it. <clears throat> Forgive me. So moving on to what Benny Johnson tweeted, for those of you who are listening, breaking Bud Light Vice President of Marketing, Alyssa Heinerscheid, has taken a leave of absence amid backlash from the Dylan Mulvaney controversy. Now, the first thing I will preface this with will be that there were initial reports that were outlining that she had made this decision on her own, that she did not um, run the partnership sponsorship of Dylan through any kind of bank channels or any kind of um, higher ups there at the company, that this was kind of a rogue decision. I did not see any follow up on that. In fact, the only follow-up I believe I even heard about that was recently on, again, the Timcast, the Timcast IRL show. I believe it was Liz Wheeler, one of the recent guests. It might have been even actually their last guest. She said she just, there's no way that she can believe that something of that nature would have been allowed without a higher-up or without a channel being notified of such a decision that would have rattled off all of this divisiveness. Now, who am I to say that? I mean, I'm someone who's never worked in anything close to a high corporate nine to five kind of agency like that. So I couldn't even think about how the uh, corporate dealings and proceedings operate. It's, to be honest, I, it's something I've avoided my entire life because who wants to work for a company like that and then be pressured into doing all this woke garbage? But alas, on this tweet though from Betty Johnson, forgive me, it's not this one. He follows it up with victory. Woke Bud Light marketing VP gets canned. Bud surrenders to boycott. Deletes account. Panic. Now, multiple things on this alone that I wanted to go through with you. The first thing is supposedly the report right now is that she was fired from Bud Light but she was not let go from the third-party company that actually hired her, as far as I know. So, her affiliation with Bud Light is done, but I believe her marketing career is still alive. Um, and more to the point about what is being said here is quite literally what happens all of the time, which is the conservative infighting, because there is just quite a plethora of conservative infighting. I mean... This is a minor instance of the conservative infighting. I think you can point to bigger examples of like, I mean, just months ago, Daily Wire, Crowder. Okay, now we have another instance with Crowder, and this is with Dave Lambeau and Crowder. 
and there's arguments over contract details and like how this conservative's beliefs, this conservative's values are like just slightly different than this. And it causes like these all out like social wars and people are just like, I'm done with this. I'm done. Yada, yada, yada. So with that point being said, the first response to this Benny Johnson tweet following up on the Bud Light VP being canned by Bud Light and the account being deleted in a panic is Seth Weathers. Seth Weathers, if you are not familiar with, I have also covered on this channel. Seth Weathers was the creator of the company which was Ultra Right, which was the political statement beer that was the trying to take business away from Bud Light initially from the boycott. He ran that campaign ad where he said, you know, stay the F away from our kids. And he smashes a, a Bud Light can with a baseball bat and he knocks it out the park. Um, it was like a nice like 60 second commercial, but it was for essentially a clone of Bud Light at a much higher price point and kind of seemed like a gimmick. And I even said that in the video. I, I love the energy behind the boycott. I guess I wish the solutions we had to these things were much more innovative innovative than what they ever kind of um, turned out to be. But with that being said, Seth Weathers' response to Benny Johnson saying, This nonsense from Benny Johnson is the best example of why conservatives lose. I like Benny, but I can't take this S anymore. Bud Light gives someone a paid leave of absence while pretending it's for her safety and conservative media immediately claims victory. It has to stop. Now, I am assuming that this is because Seth Weathers is unaware that she was actually canned from Bud Light. But again, look at how small of these issues there are for these conservative public figures, I guess you could say Seth Weathers is a public figure now, to just infight about the most mundane things. Like, like I get the point is that we need to keep going on the boycott. And I get where he's saying, because this headline is victory, and maybe Benny Johnson breaks it down a bit more, and I haven't watched this video from him either. But to have such a... a visceral response to that I think is a good example of how conservatives need to focus on what true morals they wish to see in the country and decide what we can argue about later on how about we unify a bit more about like what we're really grounded about what we really want to see and then from that point forward we will make the choices of what we can specifically kind of tune and tweak and get to where we want to be. And and so, I mean, the, I guess the broader point to what with that is that the Bud Light boycott worked. Now, I it was someone who was kind of back and forth. Not that I didn't have a fervent belief that it wouldn't work. I guess I was more alongside the fact of even if we do boycott, how much really is it going to affect Bud Light? I guess even if all of us stopped, every conservative dropped immediately and stopped, what does that do to counteract the leftists and liberals 
who would go out and buy three cases just because they do like Bud Light now that they've chosen to champion Dylan Mulvaney as their sponsor. And so it's a tough choice and it's still ongoing. I mean, as far as I know, there's not been any real um, number or metric data besides the, the, um, the common tweets you see from DC Drano about the market cap dropping for them. Like the last figure I had even heard was about 6.65 billion in drop in market capital. Now, how much that really affects Bud Light, who am I to say? But obviously, number down, bad. So we'll take that. And to stretch this out a bit more, let me go ahead and kind of get rid of uh, some of these tweets out of the way. For those of you who are listening, I'm going to just clean this up a little bit more. And... Yes, just making sure. Yeah, $6 billion. They go on to talk about more about the partnership with Dylan. And that's irrelevant. Okay, so let's move on. Let's move on to something a bit more tangible that's going to be right in front of us and something that I can talk about probably endlessly till the end of time because I am someone who's been put in a lot of these difficult positions when it comes to why are men just not being men? So what you see on screen, for those of you who are watching, and if you're listening, it is actually a quote tweet of my of my own about a video that was posted by Elijah Schaefer. Now I said, I mean, I don't know. What could possibly ever be making men so demotivated and purposeless? Hmm. The tweet from Elijah reads... Mom says there is a trend among men 18 through 25 with no motivation and prospects. I can think of 10 reasons why this trend will continue to rise, sadly. Name your top reasons below. Now, we're just going to go ahead and play this video here in the browser. Let me make sure the audio is correct on it. Oh my god, you guys. What is going on with 18? Forgive me. Okay. Oh my God, you guys, what is going on with 18 to 25 year old young men? I have talked to more moms this week about their sons who are either smoking pot and or don't have a job, failed out of school, have no purpose or direction. In I'll stop it there. The first thing is like the one, like people will commonly always point to, oh, this either just, he's just being a pothead. And like, I hate that that's always the go-to because honestly, Anecdotally, I feel quite frankly, the bums come from the people who are super alcoholics. The ones who are hungover, they bounce jobs every two weeks because they've been late four times from being hungover and being slobbish. But that's a side point. Let's let her continue. In life, and the parents are absolutely beside themselves. Not only that, but on the group call Tuesday night with the Empowered Moms group, there were five moms on the call with the same set of circumstances. Are you experiencing this as a parent? We have got to find a way to move these young men forward. And the only thing we control is what we're doing as parents. And I think quite honestly, it just shows the blatant just women do not listen to men. They, they do not understand the real root issues that cause a lot of these issues when it comes to when, say, 
with specifically when she's saying like smoking pot and don't have a job okay well what are the reasons why why would somebody let's just see why would somebody get a job what is your motivation to get a job well for most people it's to sustain themselves okay so if you want to sustain yourself why would you want to sustain yourself well because if without sustenance you would cease to exist correct now stay with me I'm, I'm not trying to make this a whole philosophy but if you want to sustain yourself that would then imply it's because you choose to continue to exist rather than not so if someone's not choosing that for themselves wouldn't that lead you to believe that there was a subconscious effort in those individuals that they truly weren't sure if they wanted to continue to exist now make that even more specific obviously when people are depressed their first instances are to go like i'm done like i quit i'm over it like blah like throw it away men are so blatantly demoralized in this country and the fact that people can't understand why is probably some of the most disrespectful garbage i could imagine it, it, it proves to me that these people have can exist for how many how many years can read so much history can watch movies novels and they still can't connect the dots on the simple things that make men happy which i'll be really upfront about it men uh, the majority of men who choose to continue to exist and fight the long hard fight of what it is to be a man and live the human experience a lot of those men seek out partners who can support them who can estab help establish themselves partners who will be submissive to them who will be respectful to them who will honor their name who will not stain their name who will not constantly give them questionable nightmares over the whereabouts of said partner and i feel like you have an idea of where i'm going this problem can entirely be solved by the entire female population of the western world reeling back their promiscuity by reeling back their war on men the toxic masculinity as you will and stop gaslighting men for being men and and to think that this that these women in that video then get together with five other women to then talk amongst women about what men's problems are and what they can do as women to solve what men's problems are is like you can't make this up man you can't i mean you couldn't have invited one authority male guy to that little conference you guys had as mothers why not listen to a man what stop trying to brainstorm as women what you think men need and deserve and want because i promise you even the most understanding of all women to men's issues still cannot 100 percent grasp what it is to be a man in the true desires and hatreds that a biological man has and 
I feel like it doesn't take a rocket scientist to put those things together. Sadly, it seems that it's going to take a rocket scientist to explain to women how to listen to men. Now, this is not an anti-woman tirade. This is a... If you've tried the same thing 100 times, and 100 times that thing does not work, I would hope you would move yourself to attempting another application of a solution in which you could help men. But alas, we get these just woke pieces of articles in these garbage. Like, for those of you listening, I have a article from timdenning.com slash depressyoungmen. I've never seen this website before, but I think it clarifies my point or my broader point very well. The quiet reasons why young men are deeply depressed. And it has some weird picture here of some Ryan Gosling looking guy. And there you go, adding another issue of why men are depressed. <clears throat> Forgive me, that's probably loud. The phrase man up never cured world hunger. Yet young men like me hear it all the time. Just have more discipline. Just work harder. My question is always, why? As a former depressed young man that suffered in silence for decades, that is a topic close to my heart. I went down the rabbit hole to find out why so many young men are deeply depressed. And then he links to a Reddit, a Reddit thread that talks about this exact thing. First off, there were many bad reasons that I doubt have anything to do with it. A few crazies mentioned religion, like that solves anything. Again, like... You can't, I'm telling you, I can't make it in more than three paragraphs into most of these articles without being like, ah, like, this is where this political person's um, ties lie. This is where they're slanted. This is how they feel. Because it is such, such partisan way of saying things. Quite a few blamed low testosterone. This is mostly unscientific. Again, like, it's hard. It, it, it's, I'm not reading any more of the article. My point has already been made. It is hard when even other men who try to come up with these just dumb, unaccountable reasons why they were depressed and why men are really depressed. They go on to say there's a lack of good role models. And and once again, he they go on to slander Andrew Tate and why everything that he says is just blatantly wrong. And that he just couldn't be, he couldn't be a role model and then dissing on Elon. And it's like, these are quite literally the men that other young men look up to. They aspire to be like, they want to be strong. They want to not be able to be told no. They want to be able to defend themselves. They want to be able to have something that they live for that is meaningful to them, that they can chase. Now, albeit a lot of what he says is purely money and it is money driven but there are also aspects where he talks about religion and what it means to be a true stoic individual what it means to be a true head of household and in turn i will take kiana reeves as this article points out what i'm not going to say is i'm not going to say that these other men are complete anti-role models when in fact how can you say that when the exuberant amount of men, their they got viral in such short periods of time because men were clawing to see their content, begging to see more of this alpha space, just 
anything just begging to see something that's not covered in rainbows in the mainstream sphere and to say and to kind of move on from this I have the unpopular opinion the reddit thread that was mentioned in the article men don't conceal their depression because they are afraid being seen as less of a man they conceal because no one gives a F no there are definitely men who conceal how they feel because they do quite frankly fear the social repercussions that come from being viewed and visualized as someone who is soft weak unstable doesn't have it isn't rich or is just purely incapable or of no function in any meaningful way they do not wish to even suffer a percentage loss on their outlook of life that is quite literally a lot of the reason that men choose not to show emotion many times and this is irregardless of even just um of of negative emotion this is even on like some higher end motions of great happiness a lot of men can feel such great levels of joy but how often are you going to see a big bearded man like myself going <laughs> yeah because that again itself is not them not wanting to show their happiness because no one gives a f it is because they don't want to reach the radical extreme of showing that emotion because they understand intrinsically and intuitively what it does for their female prospects to be viewed in a light of why is that big bearded man giggling like a child girls do that ew men have these views and it is intuitively it is not there is no social pressures telling you that in fact every article every mainstream place you can look tells you as a man it is okay to cry it's okay to weep go running and sob into your girlfriend's arms go 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 beg people there are very few social pressures that are telling you man up don't cry because if you do you get andrew and you get painted in the most villainous light you get any kind of smear piece that they can find drawn against you and it just it, it depresses me ever so it brings me back full circle to she just can't understand why and it's only getting worse meanwhile the amount of material about how men it's okay to cry simply increases and the suicide rate of men increases with it now we can either sit here and continue to perpetuate this lie that is it is okay for men to be unstable and emotional and everything will be okay or you can be an accountable human being be a realistic person and say while it is not okay to cry at certain points it is definitely okay for men to cry at other times there is a time and place for everything there is moderation and i cannot it angers me just the outright denial of women saying oh you can cry it's not going to lesser my opinion of you when there's about 110 scientific studies papers facts there's even a popular viral moment of a if a if a ufc's girlfriend just humiliating him 
for his loss in a ring and how she did not support him, how she was just so turned off and unattracted to see her man fight and then lose. And you think that she wants to see him even crying? She couldn't handle seeing her man fight in a ring and then fall down, let alone him on his knees weeping for forgiveness for some reason. And I think I have ranted long enough. I probably did not hit the hour mark. Um, I'm trying to get better at long form talking, talking in a long period of time while keeping everything in a good, decent timeline while not kind of sidetracking too often. I do have, again, plans in the work to get guests on this podcast as well. Um, maybe some recurring, maybe some not. And we'll just see where it goes. I'm, I'm doing as much as I physically can to kind of um, boost myself, my platform, and get my thoughts, my ideas, and sentiments out there to you, the viewer. And I love the engagement. Not so much engagement on this stream, but again... Anything that you have noticed, like audio-wise, you notice music-wise, you notice any kind of any kind of maybe critical mistake that I'm making that I'm not aware of or not seeing on the um, front end of this kind of operation, please let me know. Um, and without further ado, I will leave you with that. Um, thank you, those for those who uh, support me, reach out, and subscribe. I appreciate you very much. Have a good rest of the day, and as always. Mostly conservative, always freedom, true underdog, peace.